Should the Buffalo Bills consider Texas running back B. John Robinson at pick 27? Is interior offensive line in the mix for an early round pick? We're examining the current situation for the Bills at running back and interior offensive line, as well as the draft prospects who could provide answers today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. I want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome to our everydayers. You know who you are, those of you who never miss a single episode. I appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Also, please be sure to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NFL60 and use code NFL60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Well, folks, we're talking running backs and interior offensive line here today on the podcast. And so what I want to do is start the conversation by examining the current situation at running back and interior offensive line. And then I want to talk about the running backs. And then I want to talk about the interior offensive linemen in the draft. And again, the focus here is players I would personally pick in the first three rounds. And so that's where the conversation is going to be centered around. And that creates some challenges with these two positions, to be quite honest with you. And so let's get into the situation and the prospects. And by the end of this, I think it'll all make sense for you. So we'll start with running back, where the Bills have what I think is a nice backfield situation. A good young player in James Cook, who I thought had a strong rookie season, all things considered, because of the growth, right? Started off a little shaky, felt like the game was a little fast for him. But by the end of the year, you felt really good when he got the football. Showed a lot of natural feel and vision and was pretty explosive to the perimeter, really dynamic in space. And you're excited about how he can evolve and take more opportunity and really be potentially the lead back for this Buffalo Bills offense. And certainly from an athletic profile standpoint, a lot more dynamic than anything they've had in a while. So that's kind of your guy that you look at as the, the player who could be the lead back next year. Behind him is Naheem Hines, who is a very proven pass catcher in the NFL. Uh, one of the most productive receiving backs in the NFL since he's joined the league. And obviously he provides a major boost to the Buffalo Bills as a punt returner and a kick returner. And he signed through 2024, so he signed this year and next. And, of course, James Cook with three more years left on his deal. And then there's Damian Harris, who the Bills signed this offseason on a one-year deal, former New England Patriot, and he provides the thump, right? He's the short yardage back. He's the guy with size, physicality, pass-blocking ability, and he signed for this season. And I think the makeup of this room with those top three backs is really good. I'm pretty satisfied with that. I think this is as deep and talented of a running back situation as the Bills have had in a long time. 
Now, with that said, I, I would agree that there's room for one more back to be rostered. They typically will roster four in addition to Reggie Gilliam. And so you have room to add here. Now, what do you want to add? Do you want to add a guy that's going to complicate the market share even more? Or do you want a guy that provides depth, developmental appeal, can help you on special teams? I think that's probably more logical as to what you need to add here. I don't think there's an immediate need here. But there's a player that forces the issue. And we're going to talk about that when we get to the prospects. And of course, I'm alluding to Bijan Robinson. So I'm going to share my thoughts on him and uh, my appetite for picking him in the first round once we get to the next segment. But before we get there, I do want to talk about interior offensive line and the current situation as well. And so interior offensive line, we're talking guards and centers. Mitch Morse, the Bills starting center, he signed this year and next. So he signed for the next two seasons. Ryan Bates, the Bills signed through 2025, and they're paying him like a starter. And of course, Connor McGovern, the free agent acquisition from the Dallas Cowboys this year, he signed through 2025, and they're paying him like a starter. Now, behind those three starters, you have a lot of experience in terms of the depth. David Edwards coming over from the Rams. I think he's a starting caliber player in the NFL, and the Bills got him on the bench. He's a lot like the Taylor Rapp signing at safety for me. I think he's an NFL starter, and the Bills have a really quality backup there. Ike Bucker, who the Bills have a lot of familiarity with, can play center and guard. Greg Mance, who has been on the practice squad. They just signed Kevin Jarvis, who is basically a UDFA-type player. Doesn't really change anything here. And then additionally, you have David Questenbury and Tommy Doyle, who I think are ideally tackles, but last year they both have game experience at guard and were cross-trained at guard. And so I think you've got three defined starters, and I think you have pretty solid depth here. And so I'm not sure there's a big need at interior offensive line, at least in the team's mind. In the last year, literally the last year, the Bills have paid all three of their starters, Morse, Bates, and McGovern, and signed them to a multi-year deal. And they're all veterans, and they have multiple years left on their contract. And so maybe you think, it's upgradable, and I can listen to that. But I'm not sure the Bills are going into this draft really feeling the need to add an early player at interior offensive line. Now, there's some prospects, again, that could literally be the best player on the board, and you feel good about adding them, and you love what they could develop into. But I'm certainly not sitting before you today with a huge, huge level of concern with the Bills' interior offensive line situation. And so in just a moment, we're going to start talking about the options the Bills could look at at running back and interior offensive line. Of course, all the players that I would personally pick in the first three rounds. But first, I need to tell you about Built.com because something is exciting coming to Built.com on April 22nd. That's this weekend. I don't have all the details yet, but the excitement is real and it's something you won't want to miss. If you know how Built works, they have the most incredible protein bars in the world. And they do these amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors in limited quantity. So mark your calendars and head to Built.com on Saturday, April 22nd to be one of the first to discover what the hype is all about. I personally can't wait to see what the new flavor is because, look, Built uh, will hype up their flavor drops, but never quite like this. So I'm very anxious myself to check this out. Make sure that when you head on over, you order yourself some Built Bars. Use promo code LOCKEDON15. That's LOCKEDON. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-1-5. 
and you'll get 15% off your next order. Let's have the Bijan Robinson running back conversation here in just a moment. But first, I got to tell you about Locked On. They have the NFL Mock Draft Special. It's here. It's bigger than ever. You can follow along with all 32 teams' first pick in a six-episode Ultimate Mock Draft experience. Only Locked On can deliver. All episodes are available now on the Locked On NFL Scouting channel on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Folks, this project was awesome. I participated in it as not only the GM of the Bills, and I did some stuff, traded, made a pick as well. I'm really happy with what I got. Would love your feedback, so check it out. Um, But also, I got a chance uh, to analyze and provide a lot of commentary along the way as other Locked On hosts made the pick for their team. And so this project is awesome. I actually, before I recorded this, and as I was preparing for this project, I listened to the first two episodes, and um, honestly, it's phenomenal. And I'm not just saying that because I'm part of it. It's just excellent draft content. You won't want to miss it, and you're especially going to want to see what I did for our Buffalo Bills. All right, so let's let's do the, the running back conversation. And so here's what I have for you. I want to talk about Bijan Robinson, of course, and then the Bills hosted two other running backs um, on 30 visits. And part of my commitment to you is that I would rank and grade all of the 30 visits. So all the players that I would personally draft in the first three rounds and then anyone that the Bills had in for a 30 visit. So we've got Bijan Robinson, who is the only running back that I would personally pick for the Bills in the first three rounds, and then two guys that um, they had in for 30 visits. And look, there's a lot of running backs that I like in this class, like tons. There's several that I like that we're not going to talk about right now. But that's because I just don't feel like the Bills should pick just any running back in the first three rounds. But there's this guy named B. John Robinson, who is my number one running back out of Texas. 5'11 on the dot, 215 pounds, an RAS score of a 985. He's a special player. He's a really special player. Love the vision. Love the contact balance. I love the size. I love the elusiveness. I love the power. Inside runner, outside runner. He can catch a football. He can pass block. He's a good dude. I got a chance to be around him. I was out in L.A. last May for Steve Clarkson's quarterback retreat. He was there, had a chance to be around him, had a chance to interview him. He's an awesome dude. And I think he's going to be one of those premier offensive weapons in the NFL. Every year amongst the leaders and yards from scrimmage and the type of back that can really be the focal point of an outstanding offense and and be the focal point of a winning team. You think about Saquon Barkley and what he provided for the New York Giants this past year. For as much as Brian Dable came in and did a great job, obviously, and Daniel Jones played a lot better, that team was really carried by Saquon Barkley. I think about uh, Todd Gurley and not the most recent Rams version, right, but like that – Several years ago, he was playing at an MVP level and, and really carried the Rams to some success. I think that B. John Robinson's that type of guy, like one of those legit difference maker type running backs. And I think he's one of the best five, three to five players in this class, regardless of position. And my appetite for him in the first round for the Bills is this. I simply refuse to be mad if the Bills picked B. John Robinson 
at pick 27. I just refuse to be mad about it. And you know I'm not a running back guy. I certainly don't love the idea of picking them in the first round. But B. John Robinson changes that conversation for me. He's special. And I think about him in the backfield with Josh Allen. And obviously, he's going to take something off of Josh Allen because not only is he the guy you're going to want to give the football to in short yardage, but obviously the receiving skill set is there. And I just get excited about if the Bills want to play some spread formations and teams want to load up in stopping the pass, right, and really flood the coverage lanes, Bijan Robinson's going to kill him running the football. And if you want to load up on stopping Bijan Robinson, you're in trouble because the Bills are going to throw the football all over you. I love the idea of his impact. And so if the Bills picked him at 27, just refuse to be mad about it. But I'm also not sitting here hoping that it happens. I certainly don't advocate for the Bills to trade up for him. And so hopefully you can understand kind of the the balance that I'm trying to communicate where it's like, this guy would be awesome. Also not sitting here necessarily with my fingers crossed or hoping that the Bills move up to get him. And that's kind of my temperature for B. John Robinson. Now here's the deal, and this is what I keep going back to. Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, Travis Etienne, like in the last four years or five years, whatever it's been, those guys were all top 25 draft picks in the NFL. B. John Robinson is in another planet to those guys. He's not going to get to 27, and there's a lot of teams along the way that it would make a lot of sense to draft him, whether it's Atlanta or Philadelphia or Tampa Bay or the Washington Commanders. He has no business touching pick 27. If, if Travis Etienne, Najee Harris, and Josh Jacobs don't touch pick 27, how does this guy get there? And so for as much as there's conversation seemingly every year about Bills and first-round running backs, not only do I not think he gets there, but I think the Bills are as set as running back, are as set at running back as they've been in a long time, which of course really eases any thought that I really have about watching the draft and just hoping pick after pick it's not Bijan Robinson so that the Bills can get him at 27. All right, so we've talked a lot about Bijan Robinson. He's awesome. Uh, and then there's two players that the Bills brought in for 30 visits that I have comments on and I've graded. Uh, one of them, or my highest rated guy of the two that they brought in is Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA. Um, six foot in three eighths, 214 pounds, an RAS score of an 871. Charbonnet's a stud. I like Charbonnet quite a bit. I have a second round grade on him. If the Bills needed a running back, I'd be all about him being the guy in the second round. Uh, reminds me in, in some ways, and I mean this in a good way, of Carlos Williams, where just a big physical back that has some nice breakaway speed as well. Um, really good in the open field. The cuts and vision that he has is outstanding. I think from a vision perspective, he's one of the best backs I've ever seen. Just really natural feel for where the space is going to be and and how he works off his blocks and how he cuts to take advantage of that space. He's a deceptive runner. I, I, that's a phrase I don't know that I've said a lot. He's a deceptive runner in that he knows where the space is and he doesn't tip where he's going. He just has such a great feel. Physical back, yards after contact galore. I like him a ton. I like him a ton. And I don't know if I would actually pick him because I don't think the Bills have a major need for him. But if they did, 
I'd be all about some Zach Charbonnet in the second round. The other running back that the Bills brought in uh, is Kendra Miller. A little more lukewarm on him. I think I have him as a, as a fourth-round grade. Uh, TCU is where he played his college football, 5'11 and an eighth, 215 pounds. We don't have an RAS score. He's uh, working back for, from an injury right now. Kendry Miller's a good player. Um, physical runner. I think he anticipates space pretty well. Decent pass-catching profile. Pass protection's just okay. I think he's probably like a discount version of Zach Charbonnet. Like the C version of Zach Charbonnet is what I would say Kendra Miller is. And so I don't have much appetite for this type of player. I think you can get Kendra Miller in, in the middle rounds of any draft. Good skill sets, good skill set, but an ordinary skill set and one that's not hard to find. And so solid player. I just... He doesn't really move the needle for me as an early round pick for the Bills or even a fourth round pick. If the Bills needed that, if they wanted to get what I talked about in the opening segment and that, hey, you get this guy, he's going to dress because he can play special teams, provide some depth, maybe replace Damian Harris next year, okay. Kendra Miller in the fifth round, sure. But I'm not really pounding the table for an early round investment there. And like I said, there's other running backs that I like a ton. Tajay Spears out of Tulane, I love him. Izzy Abanacanda from Pitt. Jameer Gibbs is awesome out of Alabama. Uh, Tank Bigsby out of Auburn. There's good backs. But if your name's not B. John Robinson, I really don't have a whole lot of interest in you for this Buffalo Bills team early on. Now, late, later in the draft, like I said, that RB4, special teams, developmental guy to maybe replace Damian Harris after the season, cool. But not early on. I don't, I don't see it early on unless it's B. John Robinson at pick 27. So there's the running back conversation. In just a moment, we're talking about the interior offensive line. All right, folks, let's talk interior offensive line. I've got six players here that I would draft in the first three rounds. And the Bills' appetite for one of these players, based on – how I think their needs are perceived, I'm not sure. I think that they probably look at other spots on their roster and have greater levels of concern, but there's some nice fits. There's some good talent here that I like. So we'll start with my number one interior offensive lineman. I think this will come as no surprise since I told you he wasn't going to be an offensive tackle for me. That's Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern, 6'4", 313 pounds, 32 and a quarter inch arms. So that's why he's not a tackle. Um, he's a guard for me. RAS score of a 9-3-1. Peter Scaronzi is a good football player. Have a first-round grade on him. Um, like, like so much of the way he plays the game. Um, very tenacious blocker, but controlled. High-character guy. Like There's a lot of uh, really high marks from people within that um, program and, and scouts that I've talked to about the type of dude that he is. A very selfless guy. Hard worker. Uh, but he's also just a very controlled blocker. He's a guy that stays square, uh, has some power to him, has really good range. And um, I think he can get by as a tackle. I think he'll have some reach issues, but I think he's got a super, super high ceiling at, at guard where I think he can be one of those, man, I don't want to say Zach Martin because I think Zach Martin might be like a a pro, like not, not, he's obviously a pro bowler, like, but maybe a hall of fame type player. But I think, I think he's got that type of ability. Um, and so we'll see if Skronsky can can come into the league and do all that. 
Um, but I don't know that he gets to 27. I know that uh, Bill's offensive line coach, Aaron Cromer, was at his pro day. Um, but I got a feeling he's going to come off the board well before he's in striking distance for the Bills. All right, now my next two players here, they have the exact same grade. Um, so don't uh, don't get too twisted up in the order that I give them to you because they're very close. from They're not very close to the same grade, uh, both mid-second round grades. That's uh, number two, I guess, is Steve Avila. Guard out of TCU, uh, six foot three and a half, three hundred thirty-two pounds, thirty-three inch arms, RAS score of an eight-five. Uh, Avila's versatile. He's played some center, left guard, a little bit of right guard, even a couple of games at right tackle. So you like the versatility there. Love the power that he plays with. This is a guy that can can really move bodies, and for a power player, I like his mobility. And normally. You don't see players that are 332 pounds that can create displacement in the run game, but also can move. And I think you get a nice package here from Avila. Obviously love the versatility to play center and guard. Um, He's a really good puller as well. That was something that I really enjoyed. Uh, TCU would run a lot of trap blocks uh, and do some stuff where they'd have him kick out defensive ends from time to time. And he takes good angles and and really blasts open some holes. So I I love that. Um, You know, I think he's a guy that's going to, have some challenges with some of the twitchier guys that are going to rush the passer on the interior. Uh, but he's got a lot of power to him. And sometimes he's able to get hands on guys that kind of get even with him, and he can really elongate and get them off their rush angle. So I think he's a type of guard that you look at as a plug and play type possibility that I think has a, a surprising amount of versatility, both positionally and schematically. Um, I think he can play zone offenses and I think he can play in gap offenses. And so there's a lot to like from Steve Avila, mid-second round grade for me. Another guy with a mid-second round grade is Joe Tittman, uh, center from Wisconsin. Really don't have any concerns that he can also play guard. He's got a tackle body. He's a little bit like Mitch Morse, six foot six, 313 pounds. Uh, that's not, not typical for a center. You don't usually see guys that tall uh, playing center, but you do with Joe Tittman, 32 and three quarter inch arms. His RAS score we don't have, um, but he's really dynamic in terms of movement skills and power. Uh, was on Bruce Feldman's freaks list. I'm sure his RAS score would be really, really good. Uh, comes from Wisconsin. You always love that for offensive linemen. Um, really good range here. Another one of those players that longer pulls, getting to the second level, it's all there. Lateral foot speed is good to mirror and um, shuffle his feet and, and, and really – help, right? Be a help blocker at times when he needs to, but also being able to to square up and, and mirror uh, these interior rushers. I, I love that about him. Um, pretty good power. I think sometimes he's got some leverage issues, right? He's 6'6". He's tall. Um, and so I think you'll have to work on staying grounded and, and being a little bit more balanced as a run blocker. But the range, um, the pass pro, it's all really, really good. In a lot of ways, he's just like Mitch Morse, I'll be honest with you. So if the Bills wanted to draft Mitch Morse's replacement, I think Joe Tittman's a very natural uh, player to do that. Number four for me is Cody Mock, North Dakota State, 6'5", 302, 32 and 3 inch arms, an RAS score of a 9.33. I have a, a late second-round grade on him. Uh, college left tackle, actually, I think he started off at tight end, then he started playing left tackle. Really good player at North Dakota State. Um, I think he's a guard in the NFL, maybe center. At the Senior Bowl, he played literally all five positions, and, and so that's awesome. I think he provides some versatility. What I love about Cody Mock is just the effort that he plays with. Um, he's got really, really active hands, really good athleticism, really good range, 
Uh, but he he just has a competitive demeanor about him that I just love. And I don't mean that he's a mauler and that he's just going to put people on their back all the time, but there's a, a, a fierceness about the way that he executes that is infectious, and I love that about him. Um, and I think he's got to get a little stronger, right, especially in his lower half. I think that's going to be big for him to really maximize his potential at the next level, and maybe that keeps him away from being an early starter. But if he can get some some better core strength and really kind of work on that lower half and and um, pair that with, I think, the makeup that he has, I think he could be a really high-quality NFL starter. At number five, and this is, again, another lower second-round grade for me, and this is for the Bills. For, for other teams, I would grade this player much, much higher, but we're talking about for the Bills. That's Osiris Torrance from Florida. Uh, 6053, so 65 and 38, 330 pounds. Good length here for a guard, 33 uh, and 78-inch arms. RAS score of 614. And so here's the deal with Osiris Torrance. If you want a, a road grading right guard, here he is. He's right here for you. He's going to move bodies. He's really physical, really powerful. Nobody's going to go through him, and he's going to move bodies out of the way. However, you're really making some concessions to get that. Lateral movement skills aren't there. Pass protection, I think he was good at Florida, but I think the projection there with the heavy feet uh, is going to be a bit of an issue for him, and I think he's a a scheme-specific type player. I think he's a, a gap scheme player, and the Bills haven't proven to be that, and they've proven to want a lot more athleticism from their offensive linemen. And so I I just don't see the fit. And I'm a little surprised that the Bills brought him in for a 30 visit. Maybe that's a throw off to the scent. Who knows? Maybe they love him. Who knows? And so if this was the Detroit Lions, I think that's a player I would grade much higher for them in the way that they like to play offense. If this was the Pittsburgh Steelers, if this was the Baltimore Ravens, if this was the New England Patriots, but it's not. This is the Bills, and I just don't think it's a very good fit. Dallas would be a great fit for Osiris Torrance, um, and maybe even in the first round for some of those teams. But for the Bills, I don't think he's the most natural fit, and um, I think there's too much concession that you have to make here to get that power. And I worry about how that changes the way that you can play, right? I think that's like you think about a guy like Daryl Williams. Darrell Williams was a fine player, but I think he restricted what you can do because of his lack of movement skills. And that's just not how the Bills play offense. So good player. Don't think he's a great fit. Uh, and the last guy here is John Michael Schmitz out of Minnesota. Uh, six foot, three and a half, 301 pounds, 32 and five eighth inch arms, RAS score of a 7.89. I like John Michael Schmitz quite a bit. Late second round, early third round type grade for me. Uh, played center. I think exclusively at Minnesota. I think he could probably play guard. Very natural fit at center. Awesome at the Senior Bowl. Super high football character. I had a chance to do a community service project with him and um, was really easy to like. I'll tell you that. Good dude. A good football player as well. Competes to stay square. uh, Plays with good leverage. Plays with good control. Um, Sufficient range. I wouldn't say he's got great range. Good power in the run game. Good anticipation and pass protection. He's very, very smart. Uh, So there's a lot to like about the makeup here. He's a little bit of an older prospect. Um, Maybe you wish he had a little bit more dynamic movement skills for a center, especially with what I think the Bills like to do with their center, given it's been Mitch Morse and even Ryan Bates when he's had to fill in. He's got a lot of range as well. Uh, So I think John Michael Smith will be a functional NFL starter. And, um, you know, if I I don't know if the Bills are going to pick this type of player. Um, that would probably be like 26 years old before he really had a chance to start 
assuming you know he would be drafted to replace Mitch Morse in two seasons, and that's all Mitch Morse wants to play. So, I, like I said, with these interior offensive linemen, I like a lot of these guys. I don't know what the Bills' appetite is going to be to to get them based on needs and where the roster currently sits. But I certainly recognize there's some good talent here. I certainly recognize that there's upgrade opportunities, and uh, those are the players that I like in the first three rounds for the Buffalo Bills at interior offensive line. So there you have it. Running backs, check them off the list. Interior offensive line, check them off the list. So we got some more things to do here. Uh, We got safeties left to do, and we got to do the rest of the 30 visits. So there's players that I didn't cover in our conversations at other positions that the Bills brought in for a 30 visit that aren't necessarily going to be first three rounds got first three round guys might be later type guys. And we'll talk about them as well as we finalize stacking this Buffalo Bills draft board. And so uh, as a reminder, the NFL draft, I'm going to be doing a live broadcast on the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast channel. So make sure that you're subscribed there. Make sure you check out the Lockdown uh, NFL Mock Draft special. It's awesome. I want you to see what I did with the Bills. I think you're going to like it quite a bit. And so tons of draft content here on Lockdown Bills, here on Lockdown NFL Scouting. Uh, make sure that you are subscribed. Would love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great weekend. Go Bills. And I look forward to catching up with you again on Monday.